welcome to The Ugly Truth. Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situation design they can't stop us cause we're ready to fight trying to brainwash us but we won't let freedom die the whole world's brainwashed everybody pick a team start a riot in the streets the whole world's brainwashed it's us against them and ain't you against me we're with you tom we will not back down this is the ugly truth hard to listen to but impossible to ignore. Every week we come up with something that's just despicable, and I guess I, I can't understand why we haven't talked about this topic for the last 79 weeks, but we finally decided to tackle this one. Okay? Yep, yep. This one uh, is a name that is highly controversial, and as soon as you say his name, people automatically label you as a conspiracy theorist. So we thought we'd put together some direct clips of himself, the man himself talking, so you can hear him and feel what he wants and what he strives for, where he comes from. Mm -hmm. We have a little history on him and a lot of his own words because it kind of bothered me today on Twitter. I saw somebody tweeted, I have never heard a word he said, but I know that he is not what those conspiracy theorists say he is. Well, no, dude, he's you, just a philanthropist. You just no. admitted you have never heard a word he said, and you're judging his character. So people just don't listen. So yeah. if you're interested in doing some research, we're going to feed you a little bit right here on a guy named Georgie. What's, mm-hmm. what's the real name? The Ugly Truth of Georgie. (laughs) The Ugly Truth of Georgie. Georgie Swartz was born August 12, 1930 in Budapest, Hungary. Now, we may be laughing right now, but this is no laughing matter. No. Turn, turn, turn. All right. Now, this guy was raised in a non-observant Jewish family. Mm-hmm. That's what you dug up. Everybody says he was a Jew. He was. Yeah. What else? Jewish heritage is pretty much the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The family survived the Nazi occupation of Hungary by changing their names and moving to the UK in 1947. Now he's known as... George Soros. Yes. He is the man who broke the Bank of England. Because he short-sailed billion 10 pounds. billion pounds of sterling silver in 92. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he broke the bank. That's a lot. It must have been a lot to break an entire bank of England. Yep. He's also a supporter of progressive and liberal political causes. And that's no secret, no conspiracy, so sh- Always on that blah, blah. Y'all should keep it to yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy theorist 
blamers or whatever you call it. Soros is a supporter of progressive and liberal political causes to which he dispenses donations in the billions of dollars through his foundation, the Open Society Foundations. Yes. Now, Twitter was on fire about good old George recently. So that's what got us started. Yeah, that's right. Path. We got excited because we saw this thing that said there's an arrest warrant for him. Yeah. Okay, so it <laughs> yeah. wasn't exactly that, but we right. did dig up the facts. Right. So the Russian government announced that an arrest warrant against the billionaire George Soros, the main promoter of the war on Ukraine. That was the tweet that mm-hmm. OSINT updates tweeted out. He also but said there's that more. They, he also said that China officially declared George Soros a global terrorist. That part is true. Mm-hmm. When was it? Um, that was uh, September 21. September 11th of 2021. Mm-hmm. The 20th anniversary of 9-11 is when President Xi declared George Soros... A terrorist. An international global terrorist. Yes. So he's not allowed in the country, so he would be arrested if he was caught by them. So it's not an arrest necessarily. We don't no. know if it's an arrest warrant, but we know that he would be arrested if he came to their country. Yes. And the truth that we found about the Russian government wasn't necessarily arrest warrant, but it was in 2015 they kicked Open Society Foundation out of the country. Right. They basically blackballed or sanctioned. Yeah, the new word now is the new the new sticks and stones word now is sanctioned. Right. So yes. So we're not sure about the actual arrest warrant. So it's a little bit of old news. So we saw it on Twitter this morning and said, "Nah, hold on now. Let's check a little bit deeper." And it's old news, but things are heating up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any other reference to the lady that died yesterday? In this article or anywhere else, or can I mention yes, her? Yes, it's it's further down. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's another lady we're going to talk about that worked closely with George Soros. Another Hungarian-born woman. Who was also born in Hungary, yes, and yes. she died just yesterday. Yes. But first... Let's hear some words about this man. This is a little history that I'm sure YouTube has scrubbed. I found it on an obscure source. I believe it was through Twitter. Let's listen to this. If you don't know anything about George Soros, your eyes shall be opened. In World War II, the Nazis would kidnap certain children, and they would use these children to go act as though they were seeking refuge and send them out to find Jewish families, you know, beating on the door and saying, please hide me from the Nazis. And then these children under the orders of the Nazis, would then expose the families, these Jewish families, to them so they could round them up and send them to concentration camps. One of these kids, 11 years old from Hungary, Jewish, was more than willing to do this, and he exposed many families to the Nazi party. They discovered this kid is a little genius psychopath. So, much like they did Adolf Hitler, they took him under their wing, and they gave him all the propaganda, all the understanding of being a Nazi. Told him uh, all the things he needed to know about how to run companies, organizations, and things like this. Gave him a great education. And he continued to do work for the Nazis right up until the end of World War II. Whenever the Allies, they won the Battle of the Bulge. 
Hitler kills himself. Actually, uh, he didn't kill himself. He flew to Argentina. This was all part of the plan. This was contingency. And so as every all the officers were trying to escape to Argentina and the concentration camps were being found, that the Third Reich had stopped right there. It was over. But that kid, who is now 16 years old, was given all of the swag. He had been trained to be a Nazi, and he was made to carry on the propaganda throughout the decades that will follow. They gave him literally tons and tons of gold that they had stolen that he still has to this day because this guy is still alive and in his 90s now. Yeah, it's a real thing. One of the wealthiest men in the world, which he has allocated his wealth to different demagogue causes. Yes, and there's uh, several organizations in this United States that you readily know that are championed by the mainstream media that he directly funds and founded. Yeah, not common knowledge. It should be. It's right in your face, but no one knows. And it's, it's ridiculous. His words are coming up directly. This is George Soros saying what he did in Ukraine in 1990. So that was a little history about him, but we said we'd have his own words. So here is Georgie. Let's hear what Georgie set up in Ukraine in 1990. I set up the foundation in Ukraine in 1990, which was two years before the independence of Ukraine. Where does George Soros figure in all this? Unfortunately, everywhere. If we talked about some positive results from the activities of this gentleman, then we should have noted some success. But his activity is mainly focused on those countries, where he took an active position with his various funds. We remember the countries in North Africa, where the Arab Spring happened. Libya, Tunisia, and Egypt. We remember the Tulip Revolution in Kyrgyzstan. We remember the Rose Revolution in Georgia. We remember the Orange Revolution in 2004. And finally, the consequences of not only the Orange Revolution, but also the Revolution of Dignity of 2013 and 2014. This is also his activity. So he set up Ukraine. And there you go. And that was a clip from the documentary from a very well-known producer that you can trust. Oliver Stone. His Ukraine on Fire. Originally came out in 2016. And then there's part two. We have them both on Digging Deeper TV. Mm -hmm. From part two... Oliver Stone is talking with one of the higher-ranking officials from the former Ukrainian government, Medvedchek. And he gets direct information about what was going on over there. And that was him in that clip. Crazy stuff going on. And here's more. There's more. Let's listen to what George believes has to happen. But the, the, the system we have now has actually broken down, only we haven't uh, quite recognized it. And so you need to create a new one. And this is the time uh, to do it. In the United States, how worried are you about the budget deficit and maybe about the possibility of inflation? 
Well, uh, um, certainly uh, a decline in the value of the dollar is necessary in order to uh, compensate for the fact that the U.S. economy will remain rather weak, will be a drag on the global economy. Uh, uh, China will emerge as the motor replacing the U.S. consumer. And, of course, it's a smaller motor because the Chinese economy is much smaller. So the world economy will have less of a motor. So it will move forward slower than it has in the last uh, 25 years. But China will be the, the, the engine driving it forward, and the U.S. will be actually a, a drag that's being pulled along through a gradual decline in the value of the dollar. So there would be a slow uh, um, decline in the value of the dollar, a managed uh, decline. And that would be the, the adjustment that it needs to be accomplished. Oh, yeah, I told you about the lady that, well, you told me about the lady that died a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the day before she died, you found some clip of her and I don't, can't remember what it is even on, but it's really strange that we just watch a clip of this lady and then, boom, she's dead the next day. And in the news, here's another tweet. What do you have? Yes. So um, Madeline Albright um, was on 60 Minutes and uh, they were talking about 9-11 and, and uh, that she she told 60 minutes that um half a mi- having half a million dead Iraqi kids was worth the battle okay so she really did ha- kind of have the same insight as George Soros but he tweeted after she- after her death that she was an astute stateswoman scholar and a true champion for freedom and democracy she was a trailblazer in her field my colleagues and I at the Open Society Foundations mourn her passing. Obviously besties, right? <laughs> we will miss her. Wow. So George Soros put out a very, very, very heartfelt RIP. Mm-hmm. March 23rd, 2022, at George Soros. George Soros. Is this his official That's account? That's his official blue account, check, yeah. Blue check account. Yep. So... A true champion of freedom who said a half a million dead Iraqi kids was worth it. That's just one comment. There mm. are several comments in there. That were just so, like, Madeleine Albright. Yeah. Secretary of State, wasn't she? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But she was born in Hungary. Yeah. You don't Overseas, have, yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to be, uh, you don't have to be American or to, yeah. to get high up in the government, but, well, we had a president. Yeah, and George Soros actually is um, dual citizenship. <clears throat> Yeah, probably in a bunch of countries. Yeah. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So the other thing that we want to show you here, there's a short report here, and this is an eyewitness report. This uh, this is from on the ground with the handbook in hand. You'll see the video on our channel. But mm-hmm. this next report is about a Ukrainian handbook printed by a non- non-government organization, an NGO. And the handbook was on the how to win the Russia-Ukraine war. 
and it was printed. They'll say it. They'll say it on here. It Mm -hmm. was printed before the war started. Yep. Let's listen to that. Crazy stuff here. Ugly truth of the foundation who funded the printing. They say Russia is the aggressor. But working here in the Lugansk Republic for weeks, we found many things that tell a different story. One discovery was made at a former base of the notorious IDAR battalion. It appeared in 2014 as an armed volunteer group that fought on Kiev's side but slowly fell out of its control. Too many weapons, money and impunity did their job. Now it's part of Ukraine's ground forces, though its roots have a sinister foreign influence. This is what was found, among other things, here at the IDAR battalion base. A very interesting piece of literature titled Tutorial for Participants of Russian-Ukrainian War. It was published in 2021. Ukraine's defense ministry is among publishers, but here we see something more interesting. National Endowment for Democracy, America's non-governmental organization, allegedly affiliated with CIA. It actually says that it was republished last year, so apparently there was previous version of this book. There are multiple chilling facts about this statement from last year. If the title Russian-Ukrainian War refers to the eight-year bombing of Donbas, it chooses to ignore that the conflict was not Russian-Ukrainian, but Ukrainian-Ukrainian, with the east of the country being shelled by its own government in Kiev. And if the title hints at knowledge of an upcoming war with Russia, which would conventionally break out a year later in February 2022, this raises even more disturbing questions about Washington's role in fomenting the current conflict. Then there is the central role played in it by the infamous CIA offshoot, the National Endowment for Democracy, or NED. Instead of having just the CIA going around behind the scenes and trying to manipulate the process secretly by inserting money here and instructions there and so forth. They have now a psychic, which is this National Endowment for Democracy. A lot of what we do today was done covertly 25 years ago by the CIA. We should not have to do this kind of work covertly. It would be terrible for democratic groups around the world to be seen as subsidized by the CIA. We saw that in the 60s, and that's why it has been discontinued. We have not had the capability of doing this, and that's why the endowment was created. It seems that whenever the CIA couldn't but wanted to manipulate the process, the NED has been there to help for the last four decades. What finally drew public attention to Ned's meddling in foreign elections was an aborted attempt to provide opposition candidate Violeta Chamorro with $3 million in funding for her 1989 election campaign against Nicaraguan President Daniel Ortega. In 1988, for example, the endowment had given $600,000 to organizations working to defeat Chilean leader Augusto Pinochet. Ned was involved in similar activities in 1990 in Czechoslovakia. Meaning interfering in elections worldwide and nurturing uprisings globally. A number of the groups and individuals directly involved in the revolts and reforms sweeping the region received training and financing from groups like the International Republican Institute, the National Democratic Institute and Freedom House. They were created by Congress and are financed through the National Endowment for Democracy. Training and financing. Financing and training. Yahoo News has made a series of reports quoting former U.S. intelligence officials revealing the CIA's secret training initiative for Ukrainian special operations forces that began attention in 2015. 
As part of it, CIA paramilitaries had even secretly traveled to eastern Ukraine to assist forces loyal to Kiev in their fight against the Donbas. The CIA operatives taught their Ukrainian counterparts the best skills for irregular warfare. We tried to really focus on operational planning, then really hard military skills like long-range marksmanship, not just the capacity to do it, but to know how to do it on a battlefield. There are many videos that appear to show IDAR members being trained by instructors from NATO countries that Ukraine can hardly afford without support. And here's first-hand testimony. The instructors came from Denmark, Canada, the UK and the US. They taught us infantry tactics. First we met all the participants. Then on the first day we learned how to ambush. I spent a total of two years doing the training. For years, long before Russia's operation in Donbas. And there is a part about the financing too. This man says he was in the group's lawyer's cast, but his salary was far from low for the region. Every month I received a $1,000 salary. I also got a $6,000 bonus. About that, let's go back to the book. There is a whole list of tasks that the Ukrainian military would get paid extra for. Well paid. Like 15,000 US dollars per brigade for accomplishing a combat mission successfully. $5,000 for destroying an airplane. Or $3,000 for a destroyed armored vehicle. The question is, paid by who? Moscow says it has proof Ukraine was planning a mass military attack on the Donbas in February-March this year. Here's Ukraine's former premier. Fateful decisions were made a day before the start of the war to exterminate the Russian-speaking population in Donbas. The Ukrainian army, under the leadership of the nationalist battalions, was preparing to start a military operation in the Donbas on February 25th. Evidence upon evidence that Moscow's operation was to prevent Kiev's imminent vast strikes on Russian speakers in Ukraine, leading to dramatically more civilian casualties. Marie Fenoshna RT from the Lugansk People's Republic. We want to go into the Glen Beck. What were you going to say about that? I think we have something up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. So um, Glenn Beck uh, spoke with Bill O'Reilly on Blaze TV. Okay. And uh, uh, he said, George Soros is majorly to blame for rising crime in some of our largest cities, even though most Americans are unaware of his culpability. O'Reilly breaks down the Prince of Darkness's funding campaigns for radical district attorneys everywhere, from New York to San Francisco. Right. I remember that. Crime, thanks to Soros, is getting so bad, O'Reilly says that citizens in some cities could be in everyday danger without even realizing it. But George Soros, I wrote a column on BillOReilly.com. It's yeah. called the Prince of Darkness. It uh -huh. basically uh -huh. runs down uh -huh. um, how this man is undermining America, and nobody knows about it because the corporate, um, corrupt corporate media won't even oh, you know come on bill he's a, i mean he's one guy yes he has a lot of money but oh, he's just yeah, an old that. guy that that you know how much power could he have he doesn't have that kind of power all right beck well you're an old guy and you have power come on <laughs> oh okay, i would have got hammered by you <laughs> i would have got hammered by you had i responded that way to you and 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Soros has got uh, a few billion dollars. Mm -hmm. As you point out, he's 92, and he's going to kick soon. 
But his son um, is even worse than he Alexander. is. Alexander. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but believe me, it's not nearly the intellect of the Prince of Darkness. Hmm. So, um, but the the thing that I wanted to bring to America's attention is that nobody knows about this. So, all of a sudden, in the last, I don't know, six, seven years, you've got these crazy progressive district attorneys mm-hmm. all over the country. Mm-hmm. Well, how did that happen? I mean, you look at it and you're going, these people don't want to enforce the law at all. How did they get elected? Well, if you step back, they got elected because political action committees funded by George Soros and others what pumped uh, millions of dollars across the country into their um, campaigns. And the I people they were running against don't have nearly that money. And so all of a sudden, Larry Krasner is the uh, DA of Philadelphia. Now, to Philadelphia's great shame, they reelected this guy who won't enforce the law. Oh. Alvin Bragg in New York, uh, the guy who's being recalled in L.A., the guy who's being recalled, Bowden in San Francisco, on and on and on, Kim Fox in Chicago. So people don't know how this works. Local races... Do not get any publicity unless you live in the county or the area where they're taking place. Uh But this guy is is a giant octopus who singles out people who will not enforce the law, gives them enough money so that they can win, and has corrupted the whole country. That is the Prince of Darkness. I got to tell you, that's that's an anti-Semitic trope right there. That's what that Uh, is. Oh, yeah. So, Bill, did you see, and I know you did because you you opened it up, he has come out uh, against Russia and China, and he's like, we've got to stop this. He's mad now. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's doing that to rehab his image. No, he doesn't care. He is doing that because he wants us at war. He wants us at war. He does. Well, I don't know about him wanting us at war. I know, mean, but you, you didn't know put, if he was a prince of darkness about 10 put, years ago. Put forth that. Uh, he certainly doesn't want the uh, United States to prosper the way it is. He right. wants a socialist country. Well, he wants, Absolutely. A, he wants one that he can control. I mean, his fingerprints are all over Ukraine. You think the corruption here with the, um, uh, with the, the DA offices, he did it times 10 in Ukraine. He was the guy that the Obama administration said, you know, we've got to we've got to clean Ukraine up and we're going to help you. Uh, So we're going to we're going to put this little international office run by America. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're going to put it in there and uh, we're going to clean up all of this organized crime. His people were Soros's people were running it. That's right. I did not know. Well, I did because you wrote about it in the book. But, no, actually, you know, this was this. I'll send you all of the information on this bill. No, It'll yeah, blow your mind. Me, I, be- I believe you. Back. No, no, no. I know, but this will this will add to a case. More people should know this case. Absolutely, he is absolutely involved. His fingerprints are all over Look, Ukraine. When you have a uh, censorship of the media of the corporate media, they're not going to report about George Soros, and then you have a sympathetic. Uh, progressive yep. uh, organization in Washington D.C. that can that can select people to go to Ukraine and do whatever they want. I mean, this is this is an enormous story. Look, 
the New York Times this week uh, wrote a story that said, ah, yeah, Hunter Biden's uh, lap, that was all true. And whatever we reported uh, months ago that you should ignore this and it's not important, uh, that was false. And it wasn't a front page story. No. <laughs> no. But they, they did it because that reputation, it's almost like Soros. The reputation of the New York Times among people who really know what's happening is gone. It's gone. I, I will it's tell you, It's not a Bill. newspaper anymore. It's a far-left journal, and they're trying to bring it back by saying, oh, yeah, well, we just made a mistake. Yeah, sure you did. I will tell okay, you, I, I have a lot of friends who are, I wouldn't call them lefties. They're, they're um, well, I was going to say they're California Democrats, which is a leftist, but uh, they're not. They're, they're, they're farther, much farther left than I would ever think of going, um, but they still have some appreciation, if you will, for freedom. Uh, and they're starting to wake up. And they have said to me, many of them, Glenn, you know me, I read the New York Times every day. I can't read it anymore. I, I won't I, it, buy it. Uh, anybody who's honest, it doesn't matter if they're conservative or liberal, right. you got to know what that thing is. And, you know, I'm stunned uh, about your initial uh, sentence in, uh, as you set that story up, that you have a lot of friends. I... I <laughs> Okay, it's a very, very good. Deck. You're making a lot well, of progress. Thank you. Since you thank went, you. I know. Since you went to I social know. rehab. I know. know. Um, we'll all be there soon, Bill. We'll all uh, be there. soon. I need it desperately, but I just I can't afford it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, look. What we have, though, this is the big importance of this story. <clears throat> if you don't live in a county run by Kim Fox of Chicago, Cook County, then you, maybe this isn't so vital to you. Um, but if you do live order. where I live, all right, and, and if you live in Chicago or L.A. or San Francisco, Philadelphia, you're in danger. You're in physical danger because there now is a cadre of predators on the streets that know they're not going to be punished unless well, they go over the line, you know? What is they the difference? right up to the line, steal, beat you up, spit on you, and they know they're not going to get punished. And and when you have that anarchy, and that's what it is, all right, it's just random. So you could go out shopping, and then all of a sudden somebody's going to take a bat and hit you, and nothing's going to happen to them. Look at the Jesse Smollett case, where wait, he he spent three days in jail, and he's walking out again. What what is this? Well, that that wait a minute, back. His lawyers are appealing. Yeah, I know. Okay, so under the law. You have this. The judge has a discretion whether to keep you behind bars this guy, or let you out on bail until the appeal is heard. This guy so does not me. admit that he ever did anything wrong. He's still blaming it on the police. The yeah. guy is guilty as sin. This is a travesty because, I mean, let me give you another something else. Adam Schiff, who in Washington, <laughs> who in Washington has yes. paid a price for anything? You know what? I would rather have Adam Schiff in jail than Jesse Smollett. I, if they could do it like a trade there. I think so, too. I'd like yeah. to have both of them in jail, quite honestly. Uh, as long as they had a trial that was fair and honest. But these people, these people in Washington, it's the same kind of system that has been set that's in Washington and has been for about 10 or 15 years uh, and on steroids. 
um, the same system is now Soros has moved it into our DA's offices in some of our yeah. biggest cities. But it's worse, though. It's, it's really worse. So, you know, when you have, uh, you know, this guy Soros, he's been around forever. When, when you and I were on cable news, we were doing stories on him. Okay, and then so people who listen to this cable news, to Glenn Beck radio program, to BillOReilly.com, they know Soros. They know. But the giant, vast American people, in quotes, all right, they don't know who he is. And, and so you have this insidious, subversive tens, hundreds of millions of dollars going into areas that people don't even know about isn't that look soros is the architect of the open border down on you know and between usa and mexico his the primary operation that he runs is called the open society foundation and one of their main tenets is we don't stop anybody anybody in the world who wants to come to america should be welcomed here no processing let them in and look how many inroads he's made. We now have a president who simply will not enforce immigration law. Joe Biden will not enforce it. Now, that's an impeachable offense. And I don't know whether the Republicans would do this or not, but they, they should. When they, should. they win in November, which they will, all right, take both houses back. It's now a fait accompli because mm. inflation is not going to lessen. Never Ever. Nah, Beck, no, you know no, me. I'm no. Very rarely wrong. I, I never ever underestimate how bad the Republicans yeah, are. Yeah, but it's local races. It's local races, not national. All right? So inflation is here for the rest of the year, and that will doom the Democratic Party across the board. I'm going to give you something you don't know, Beck, to prove. My genius. Okay. Are you ready? No. Give me one minute. I'll come back. Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. Here, back. Yeah, okay. I heard what you said, and uh, it uh, brought me to tears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but look, I, the reason I did it, and you're already right. no. no. Let's not talk about it. Uh, sorry, Beck. I'm, you know, it's, I'm on the air now. <laughs> um, the reason I did it is because I like contrarian voices. All right. And you had a different point of view than most people did, to say the least. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I, got, uh, I said we got to put Beck on because he deserves to be heard. Simple as that. OK, here's a big story that the Glenn Beck radio audience does not know that I just learned. Are you ready? Do you have a pen and pad? I do. I think it's <laughs> okay. highly doubtful that we don't know. Okay. No, Beck, you're being cynical. Um, you're going right, to Okay. Me. Well, I mean, All you right, did break the go. news about George Soros here a minute ago. Yeah. I'm still reeling from that. Here we go. Okay. So uh, the biggest thing that's collapsed the justice system in New York, not just the city but the state, is the insane no-bail law that was passed by Albany by an uber-leftist legislation that is veto-proof, okay? That has led directly led to thousands of people being killed in New York State, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. This week, Governor Hochul, Put forth a bill written by her far-left uh, minions that is a budget for the state of New York. Within the budget is a revocation 
of most Nobel laws. No one knows that. And, of course, the local media in New York, <laughs> clueless, but I know it. Because a former governor of New York told me. And it's stunning. So I said to the former governor, why would they put the revocation of Nobel law in a budget bill? And he says it gives the far left loons cover because yep. they can just say, I voted for the budget bill. That's Isn't unbelievable. And they are just it? such weasels. And so the Nobel laws in New York are going to be revoked. Why? Because there's almost a revolution here in this state about criminals running wild in can the I, streets. Can I ask you, Bill, the 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 video of that that crazy man going up to an ATM machine and beating that Asian woman yeah. almost to death is just horrific. Was that guy he wasn't part of the no bail bill, bill was he? Was he out because of... Yes, he was, oh. they're all part of it because all of these people have rap sheets that go back years with multiple arrests and convictions. But that doesn't matter in the Nobel Law. You can't take into account, if you're a judge, prior convictions. That's how insane it is. Now, many of these people are mentally ill, but that's always been the case. I know. Violent criminals, half of them, maybe more, are mentally ill. That doesn't mean you let them run around the Correct. streets. I, I've, I have not seen anything that disturbing uh, in a video. Uh, I mean, in a very long time. That was just yeah, horrible. That, that horrible. The guy is uh, clearly out of control. Hit this woman like a hundred and some times. Uh, I mean, just pounding her on the ground. Is she... Is she recovering? Do you know, Bill? I don't know. I, I have to be honest. I don't know what yeah. her situation is, um, but I will find out. Yeah, but you didn't know you. about that Nobel thing, did you? In New York City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't I know talked it. to the ghost of a, of no, 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 no. a former <laughs> governor. Your audience, and you're going, oh, I put O'Reilly on because he was nice to me <laughs> like 80 years ago. But that's not why you put me on. <laughs> you put me on because I bring it. I bring honest information that people don't know. Bill, I learned from a guy. <laughs> I learned this from a, 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 a guy a uh, long time. I wouldn't say a very wise man. But look. I'm a I'm an airplane, okay? I, I'm way up in the atmosphere. I can't land to get new fuel. I need others to come up and refuel from time to time. Oh, so that, what an analogy. That, that's just brilliant. <laughs> You're an airplane. Okay, let's get shirts. Okay. Glenn Beck is an airplane. <laughs> All right. Let's get, get off my phone. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, thank you very much. Uh, all right, Beck. All right. Next week, thanks for having you me got in. BillOReilly.com has it all. Bye. Bye. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, Fun banter, but yeah, no, that's really good information too. And wow, insider information from two icons in the broadcast industry: mm-hmm. Glenn Beck and Bill O'Reilly. That's gonna do it for the ugly truth. The ugly truth of Georgie. <laughs> Not the Georgie you might think. It's interesting. We've had a lot of ugly Georges. But let's end it here. And thank you for listening to The Ugly Truth. Because they can't stop us. Because we're ready to fight.
trying to brainwash us But we won't let freedom die The whole world's brainwashed Everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets The whole world's brainwashed It's us against them, it ain't you against me The Ugly Truth Hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. And that does it for another edition of Digging Deeper. Visit our website to catch this podcast and many others anytime. You can also watch our live TV network, browse our on-demand content, read our controversial articles, or sign up if you feel led to join the cause for defending our Constitution. It's all on diggingdeeper.us. We appreciate you listening, and remember, visit diggingdeeper.us to learn more about what we're doing to bring truth to light.